This week on Aliens Explored, we will be discussing the strange tale of the mowing devil of 1678, in which a farmer, having argued with a local labourer over the going rate for harvesting his cereal crop, proclaimed that he would rather the devil mowed it instead. The story is light on detail, but the gist is that the farmer found that the very next day his crop had been mowed, but in such a way that he could not use the product. Join us on Aliens Explored as we ponder whether this is the first recorded example of a crop circle. Aliens Explored is a weekly podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? Welcome back, listeners, to Aliens Explored, your weekly podcast where we look at UAPs and in them, where they go, where they hide, nobody knows, but we try and investigate anyway and discuss what we can. I have no idea where I was going with that intro, <laughs> but I am one of your hosts, Stu Jackson. And I'm your other host, Neil Kelly. How's How are you today, Neil? Stu? I'm very good, thank you. Now, two episodes ago, you made mm-hmm. a comment about me wearing my uh, polo sh- polo neck jumper in yeah the and then I, I i i didn't comment one episode ago <laughs> when you appeared wearing a, a star trek t-shirt which is far more appropriate for the weather we're having um, and you're wearing it again now I excellent am. i mean for our listeners benefit we are recording three episodes back to back i'm not just i'm not just like not washing my clothes um Mm. yeah yeah i thought i'd get changed because i didn't want to make you feel warm because that's a that's a thing that happens if you see someone and they look warm that makes you feel but also did i make you feel warm did i make you realize that you were too warm by pointing out you're wearing a a polo neck sweater on a hot day uh no because it's quite thin uh, okay. And I'm quite comfortable. Also, my flat is not. It it's. I think it's north facing or something. But it faces like basically. I don't get the sun or very okay. very little sun into the place. And in addition, with my hypothyroidism, my external body temperature is always quite a bit high anyway. So that's just normal to me. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. That wasn't the answer you were expecting. That wasn't the answer I was expecting, no. (laughs) I have to say, I'm glad I asked now. (laughs) Speaking of unexpected things, 
if I was to have asked you before we came up with today's topic, when the oldest crop circle you thought was, what would you have said? I'd have thought probably 1980s or something. That's when people started noticing these things, isn't it? You're not far out. Uh, 1960s is when they really started uh, getting media attention. Okay. Because uh, yeah, for a long so, time I'd, I'd heard about them but hadn't seen them. So I'd seen these, you know, these little sort of areas of flattened crop in a field, <laughs> which looked like some kind of there'd been some kind of whirlwind there that had sort of pushed them round in a kind of swirl um, and flattened them. But uh, yeah, then I, it was much later I saw pictures and thought, oh, actually these look quite elaborate. Um, well, the these early are, these ones. Are, um, 1960s in particular, they were quite simple and straightforward. You would get like three circles in a triangular formation and, and mm. that would be it, or a circle with a, like an orbiting line around it. Mm. Uh, things but like today, that. So, yeah. Today we're going back 300 years beyond that. We are Just about. Indeed. Yes. Uh, 1678. Uh, so this is a woodcut pamphlet, and hmm. I think it's worth looking at what a woodcut pamphlet is. Um, basically, it was an early newspaper. Oh, a woodcut. I mean, basically, wouldn't they have to you know, carve it onto? They they would use wood. They would make a wooden a wooden press. Yeah, in the same way that people today like will take a, a potato, or kids in particular, mm. take a potato, cut it in half, and then carve a shape into it, and then use that to to mm. press that shit, like dip it in paint, and then yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> but how? But but you know, to cut a bit of wood so that mm. yeah, you know, a flat piece of wood and cut it so it's got small text. Obviously, it's got to be all written backwards, isn't it? It's got to be, it's the mirror image. You get some ink on yep. it and press it on a bit of paper. Um, well, that that would take. How do they make that? That that would take sort of laser cutting technology, wouldn't it, to make something like that? So not quite laser cutting. Um, it, it was certainly a very very highly skilled job. The hmm. way you would start it is you would uh, have a person who would write the piece out on a piece of paper, and mm -hmm. whilst the ink was still wet. And they might do like several bits. They might just do the title as one mm. thing. They might do the, the body of the text as another. They might do an illustration as a separate one. But whilst the ink is still wet, they would then press that into a basically a block of wood, um, often apple wood, uh, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, as, the, as a favoured medium. And then peeling the paper away carefully, of course, you then get a exactly what you say, a mirror image inked mm. impression the engraver's job was then to very carefully chip away all the bits of the wood uh, down to a certain depth that didn't have ink on it mm. and then yeah you can dip it onto an ink pad onto a piece of paper this was the earliest form of printing mm. uh, and it goes back early 1500s I believe so it was I mean, quite a long time. It, it it sounds like harder work than just writing it by hand. Just getting well, a no, quill and writing it on. Hundreds of copies quite quickly. Once it was done, 
Mm. Um, the wood itself would disintegrate after a period of time, but you could get a lot of copies in a in a short space of time. And certainly okay. these these were craftsmen. These were like experts who who would do this like almost on a daily basis. So they became mm. very very skilled at uh, at creating these images. So so when did when did John Bull come up with his printing press? Oh, this would be sometime Ooh. later, wouldn't it? Was it the 1700s? I looked into or? this. Uh, sounds right. One of our listeners can tell us. Yeah. Actually, mm. no, I need to know. I need to know. Mm-hmm. Well, while you're looking that up, um, so what would happen with these, these pamphlets? And they, they were called woodcut pamphlets. Um, just one sheet. Uh, they'd get sold on, like, you know, a street corner for a penny a sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were effectively newspapers of the day. A lot of them were used uh, for uh, things like talking about witches in particular. They, they really loved talking about witches. Uh, and it was essentially kind of exactly the same as today. They liked to hear about sex and scandals in these things. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't like about the the, the policies of the government of the day it was like what was going on who who'd been found to be a witch who'd been doing Mm. something untoward here and there um but yeah that that was like the majority around the 1500s of what they were used for so by 1678 these were very very common um uh yeah newspapers um Mm. and this particular one called The Mowing Devil or mm. Strange News Out of Hertfordshire. Mm. Uh, Hartford um, in spelled H A R T Fordshire. Yes. In in and, New and England. Hyphen Hartford hyphen Shire in New England. Hertfordshire. Uh in the UK. Mm. Uh, That's it. Okay. Not New England. Oh, it is was, actually England. I see. This was England. Yeah, I think, I'm thinking yeah. of Hartford, Connecticut. Connecticut. No, nope. just... no, nope. Hertfordshire, like up the road from me. Okay. <laughs> um. So. Here's so what's, what the, what's the essence of the story of the mowing devil? I can read the text as it was written. Okay. Um, the mowing devil, or strange news out of Hertfordshire, being a true relation of a farmer who, bargaining with a poor mower about the cutting down three half acres of oats upon the mowers asking too much, the farmer swore that the devil should mow it rather than he. And lo, it fell out that that very night the crop of oats showed as if it had been all of a flame, but the next morning appeared so neatly mowed by the devil or some infernal spirit that no mortal man was able to do the like. Also, how the said oats lie now in the field and the owner has not power to fetch them away. Do you want a translation? <laughs> now, I, I thought there was more to the story. I thought it was yeah, that this this uh, landowner had gone to a local mower, yeah, offered him a price um, to 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 mow his crop, to cut his crop, 
the mower said, no, I want more, ask for more money. The owner yep. responded by offering less than his original offer. Um, it doesn't sound like yeah they're certainly not meeting each other halfway they're they're, they're going in opposite directions. Um, S- similar just to just to sort of uh, nitpicky tweak that slightly. Yeah. Uh, it says that the mower said, "Here's how much I want to cut your mm. three half acres," and the farmer says, "No, <laughs> I'd rather the devil did it." <laughs> okay, so you know you got the farmer saying, for instance, "I'll offer you." Nope, three it didn't three shillings to do it. Well, According he to he, this, um, uh, uh, well, he's yeah approached the mower about cutting down three half acres. Um, so the the mower said, "Okay, I'll do it for say five shillings." The farmer said, "So the farmer didn't immediately say, well, what would you say to four? And then the mower said, "Well, four and a half, maybe." It it didn't go that way. It was the the mower said. I'll do it. I mean, according to what was this other account that I read of it? Um, I mean, that's a, quite about, a narrative that isn't mentioned. Yeah, it's got to be said. Um, in the month of August 1678, a wealthy farmer in Hertfordshire saw that his three and a half acres so not three half acres, but three and a half acres of oats, they're saying here, were ready to be cut down. So he approached a poor neighbour who worked in the summer harvesting others' crops. The poor neighbour, as it behooved him, attempted to sell his labour for a good price, and so he asked a bit more than the going rate. This apparently incensed the wealthy farmer, who then offered the man much more under the usual rate than the poor man asked above it. Angry words ensued, and when the poor man tried to mollify his wealthy neighbour by agreeing to mow his crop at much less than the usual rate, the farmer declared that the devil himself should mow his oats before he should have anything to do with him. And, of course, that's what the devil apparently did. That's how the <coughs> farmer saw that his, his, his fields aglow that night as if they were on fire, but didn't go mm-hmm. to investigate, didn't think, oh, I'd better go and... <laughs> Seems to be a fire in my field. I'd better go and put it... It's probably that mower who um, I've just had an argument with. He's probably just gone and set fire to my crops. Um, I'll go and catch him red-handed and um, string him up or whatever. Um, but no, he he didn't do anything till the next day when, and so it said also how the said oats lie now in the field and the owner has not the not power to fetch them away. So what does that bit yes. mean? That there's so, some supernatural force around his around his crop that means that I have that theories. he can't. Okay, I have theories as I you would bet you imagine. do so i have questions. i mean the, the 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 version that you just read out sounds like a propaganda version to me to be like, oh the okay. wealthy farmer oh the poor man you know it's like yeah yeah there, there's definitely cool. a, yeah we are talking um, about a dispute between the guy who owns the land and owns the crop and the guy who has to earn a living working on the land. farmer might not have been the person who owned the land might have been the person who worked it. Well, then why doesn't he mow it? That was a very there? common thing back in the day. Uh, the local barons owned the land, but the farmers would be the ones who worked it and lived on it and that. So, yeah. Um, we don't know in this case, though. Uh, but 
common threads. Uh, we mm. know that the field was lit up, uh, looked like it was on fire is one way of recounting it. We, we don't it. know that. According to the, the next story... Morning, it, it looks neatly mowed. Yeah. Uh, that no mortal man was able to do the like is a, is a, an interesting phrase. And yet the owner has not the power to take them away. So a lot of people... So <clears throat> a lot of seriologists or crop circle studiers... Mm -hmm. say that this is the first account of a crop circle. And, and, and this is the and this is the reason why we're discussing this on a podcast about UFOs because it the way it relates to crop circles and this being the first recorded case of a crop circle. Um yes. Even though it's just a, a, a strange news or a, a tale told in a woodcut pamphlet. Yes. Of 1678. A lot of, a lot of uh, crop circle deniers, let's say, or debunkers, will point to it and say, but hang on, it's not a crop circle because all the crops were cut and that doesn't happen in a crop circle. They're laid down mm. very neatly. Not cut. And it says that the devil mowed it. So I'm going to point to a couple of elements and I, I, I want to kind of address that specific... Mm. Um, challenge as it were it says that uh to have been neatly mowed in a way that no human does when you cut crops by hand using a scythe um as one does uh, not that i ever have mm. but i've seen it done um when the crops fall they fall quite haphazardly it's it's untidy and then you come along and you you mm. pick them up and you bundle them together but it's it's really untidy the way they they fall any old how when you're in a crop circle, everything is laid very neatly. So in appearance, that sounds exactly like a crop circle to me. The idea that, okay, it's cut, but in crop circles they're not. It says that the owner could not remove them. No, because they were only bent, they weren't cut. That's why he couldn't scoop them up and bundle them off um he had not the power to fetch them away no you're you're reading a lot into this it does it doesn't say that. i mean the story kind of ends halfway it kind of says okay he comes he sees a mysterious light above his field that mm -hmm. could have been a light that um you know the a mower a human mower was working by decides not to investigate for some reason um you would think that's my crop going up in flames i better go and see to it but no doesn't just sees this light uh, he's that night his field appeared his field appeared to be in flame but the next morning the field was found to be perfectly mowed so are we talking the whole field or are we talking you know if what i'm suggesting is that perhaps if the farmer had been able to elevate himself a meter a hundred meters or so a hundred feet he would have been able to look down and see that his crops had been cut to spell out the word dick. <laughs> <laughs> and it was indeed the mower who had gone and hadn't committed a crime. He had partially mowed his field. It, it seems to suggest that the whole field would cut. So it's not we're not talking crop circle, we're talking the whole field neatly mowed. 
Well, we're, we're, we're making a lot of assumptions one way or the other. Uh, it's interesting that the, the illustration, and I know it's an illustration, it's not a photograph, but that is in an oval pattern, uh, which would be synonymous with crop circles. But if that was the case, if it literally had just gone along and it was it was it was working by lantern light and that's what the farmer saw in terms of light, um, then the like I say, the crops themselves would have fallen haphazardly. They wouldn't have been neat, and he would have been able to take them away. Well, what it looks like. I mean, I don't know how they mowed crops in those days, but it looks like. You start the at the outside, the outside corner of the field, and you go up one side, and then along, and then and then you gradually work your way in. So you're doing a kind of spiral until you get I think to the centre. They centre. go more up, that, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, like that. Well, in the illustration on this woodcut, it looks like it's being done in a spiral mm, for whatever does. reason. You're starting from the starting from the outside and gradually moving in. So when you get to the centre, mm. you know you're done. Um, it just says the owner has not power to fetch them away, mm. even though they've been cut. Because um, I don't think they were cut. I think they were just bent. It doesn't say that, though, does it? It, it, it doesn't. It says they've the been mowed. <laughs> one of the issues we've got with these... these well, there, there are two kind of issues at the heart of this. One is they would understand that their readership wouldn't necessarily know a lot of the ins and outs of agricultural techniques. So they'd have to use, like, very simple, very plain language. Okay. The second thing you've got is that you've got not only limited space, but the more words you have, the more complicated it is to create the woodcut in the first place. So you would do it in as few words as you possibly can. And that's okay. going to... That's going to change the story. It's a bit like you know trying to explain war and peace in a tweet. We we've talked about crop circles before, and one thing you've emphasised to me the difference between um, extraterrestrial or these mysterious paranormal crop circles and human-made crop circles, where some guys just going around with a bit of rope and a plank, yep. is that those human-made ones with a bit of wood and plank, the crops are flattened and can't be harvested. So maybe it refers to that, that, that maybe the crops hadn't been neatly cut, they'd just been flattened, so he, couldn't, he can't harvest them. Isn't so that a more it, likely interpretation? It's not that they can't be harvested. They, they in fact, can be harvested, um, but it does tend to destroy them. So what the planks do, and yes, I'm referring to the people who do this, not hmm. just their equipment, because they're planks, um, they they break the stalk as they are compressing yeah. it, and that if if the stalk um, is broken, the plant itself dies very quickly, hmm. and and then it can't be used by the farmer. Um, in and, and I'm really I don't like to call them extraterrestrials because we don't know what causes these other crop circles but the non-man-made ones um yeah they are bent at the stalk but it's bent on the node and in fact if it's people walking in them that does the most damage um mm. if they are left to their own devices they'll just keep on growing just at an angle 
um, and they're perfectly fine to be harvested and all the rest of it. Yeah, but it says, uh, but next morning appeared so neatly mowed by the devil or some infernal spirit that no mortal man was able to do the like. Also, mm. how the said oats lie now in the field and the owner has not the power to fetch them away. They've been rendered unharvestable. Not They've not been mowed. They've not been cut for him. They've been registered. They've been rendered unused. His field's been destroyed by something or someone. I'm, That's I'm how I'm interpreting it. That it looks like they've been mowed, but when he's tried to pick them up, they're still attached. It just says the owner has not power to fetch them away. So, um, I, I appreciate not been, it's open they, to interpretation. Not, yeah, they've not been cut. <laughs> he can't just he can't just come and load them onto his wagon and take them away. Uh, but also, he can't hire someone else to do the job properly because they've been flattened in some way. Also, that's that's not the end of the story. I mean, what I want to know is, well, what and what I'd, I'd I'd be asking if I was if I was back in sixteen seventy eight, then would be well. So, what happened next? Who got the blame for it? <laughs> Who remember that we took sixteen seventy eight? Well, the the Salem witch trials were fourteen years later. In 1692, people still believed in this kind of thing. You know, something something weird happens to your crop. You go looking for a witch. So, did anyone get the blame for it? Did did someone summon? But was the was the mower blamed for summoning the devil, or maybe the landowner himself? Um, he was accused of summoning the devil, albeit <laughs> unintentionally. But you know, you've called up a demon, and now look, it's destroyed your field and. Well, maybe that was considered punishment enough. Okay, we won't hang you this time. We won't burn you at the stake this time because obviously you've been financially ruined. So um, let that be a lesson to you, and don't uh, don't invoke the devil to do anything else ever again, or you'll be really for it. This might uh, this might interest you, or might interest our listeners. I'm not going to say too much about it because it's going way off on a tangent but uh, it'd be interesting if uh, after this uh, you go away and google when the last person was executed for witchcraft was last person executed that was last person executed Mm -hmm. um but what do you think burning at the stake is or ducking ponds or ducking stools rather or are we talking, you know, a modern day hanging in you know, perhaps the twentieth century? I'll I don't leave I know, you and the listeners to Google that in your own time. I, I know there was a there was a witchcraft act passed in seventeen fifty nine, I believe it was. And the act was that um it basically said we don't believe in this crap anymore. And anyone who accuses someone of being a witch will be held you know that they can be sued for slander or for libel or if you claim to be a witch and that you have magical powers or magical potions you claim healing powers or second sight or something like that um you can be done for fraud basically we're, we're not having any of this nonsense anymore and the last person to be prosecuted under that act was a woman working as a medium in portsmouth in 1944 now this ship had been sunk and obviously it, it was it was a state secret, but obviously the Navy had told all the relatives of all the sailors that so probably thousands of people knew that this ship had been sunk, but it was still officially a secret. Well, this medium living in Portsmouth undoubtedly heard about it. So she said she was getting a message from this guy who'd gone down with the ship and uh, she was arrested for revealing a state secret. And that was the last one. 
I was trying so, not to go down a tangent on that. No, but we are talking about the paranormal. But, uh, we're, we're talking about we witchcraft, and we're talking about the you know, strange news out of Hertfordshire. But the story is so, so lacking in important the important details it, for me. It I is. can't really tell what happened, and there's, all, is, there's so much that's unexplained. I I absolutely agree, and I agree it is open to interpretation. But that to me, there are just too many parallels with what we consider modern day crop circles, the I'll say non man made ones. Um, that yeah, I I think that I think this stands as the first recorded crop circle. I I think this stands as the first recorded fake crop circle where someone's deliberately <laughs> gone and trashed someone's crop. Just uh, you know, the first recorded yeah, plank. Me- <laughs> yeah, and I'll do it by night, by by torchlight, and because I know I I don't care that the farmer will see the light in his field because he'll be too frightened to come out because he believes in the devil. He'll think the devil's working in his field. He'll be cowering under his bed. He won't be coming over to his field to see if it's on fire and whether it needs to be put out. Yeah. Well, it's de- it's definitely a possibility, and uh, and and for those people, possibly amongst the listeners who go out and uh, create crops, I'm talking about the people who do it um, surreptitiously and without the farmer's permission. Uh, they're dicks. They're vandals. They're criminals, and they can jump in a volcano, as far as I'm concerned. Well, they'll they'll be prosecuted for for damage to property if they get caught. You know, you just well, you'd... yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we've gone on our little runs there. But mm. uh, what do you think, listeners? Is the mowing devil of sixteen seventy eight? Is it? Is it the first recorded case of a paranormal crop circle? Is it the first recorded case of a man-made crop circle? Or is there something else going on entirely? Is it the ramblings of a madman? Was it actually the devil? Whatever your opinion is, we want to hear it. And we want to hear it by email at aliensexplored at gmail.com or through our Facebook, our Twitter, our YouTube channel. You can find all those things by searching Aliens Explored or by looking in the description uh, of this podcast and all the links are there. And, of course, we really want to hear from you through our patreon exclusive discord server because that means that you've helped to support us for the the measly sum of two pounds a month and uh, you can do that by going to patreon.com forward slash aliens explored and we'll love you forever for it join us next time when we're we're actually staying with the crop circle theme next time as we take a look at uh, a very interesting artefact known as the Roswell Rock. Don't miss that one. I won't. In the meantime, indeed. In the meantime, keep an eye on all those old woodcuts, but don't believe everything you read in the press. And of course, keep watching the skies. Take care for now. Catch you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.